What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Well, how was your week four? Week four was pretty good overall, Steve. Unfortunately, I am uh, dropping from the ranks of undefeateds. It was myself, you, and our friend Greg in our work league. And there were three now, it looks like, barring a uh, horrible game from Eckler. It'll just be you and Greg at the undefeateds at 4-0. Yes, lucky me. Um, now, I do believe, if I looked correctly, yes, we play each other next week. Yeah. Um, so you could ruin that. That's the hope, at least. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm, like, looking at your team, it looks like you do have a number of tough matchups. Um, but I don't have a ton of cakewalks either. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, projections are pretty high for both teams. I mean, both in the 130s, 140s. So that's all you can ask for. Yeah, they're looking, <laughs> it was funny. Um, the, the guy I'm playing this week, um, uh, that was Seamus. His projection, I think, was like 150, 149. He ended up with 86. <laughs> I was looking at his scores yeah. like, he's not going to do this. This doesn't make any sense. How does this? Yeah. I mean, you can take that with a grain of salt as always. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's funny. Um, some of them are legitimate, like Devontae Adams didn't put up, Kelsey didn't put up. But other times it was like, oh, yeah, 12 points for Juju. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but yeah, a good week for us. Um, we got some waivers to discuss, huh? Yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. I know uh, the last few weeks we were talking waivers and hasn't been a lot in the running back department. I mean, we had what the the big pop with Mitchell and San Francisco, but then he didn't really come to full fruition. And this week, I think we may have some people that at least for a few weeks can can get you get you some playing time. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's probably one. One or two long-term guys in here. Definitely some some short-term options. I guess the two yeah. big ones, everybody knows the Montgomery is- issue. I think mm-hmm. we're still waiting to figure out what exactly it is. But in the meantime, Damian Williams and uh, what was it, Khalil Herbert? Khal- Khalil Herbert, yeah. Yeah, and Damian Williams was shaken up too as well, right? Yeah, I think they think he should be all right, but he did get shaken up too. And Montgomery, I think they – I didn't see the injury, but I was reading about it. It seemed like he didn't – didn't look good right away, and now the the initial diagnosis was a sprained knee, so probably a few weeks, but still getting an MRI today, so that could confirm uh, one way or the other definitively what it is. Yeah, so uh, out of the two, um, you know, obviously I think Damian Williams is the guy, as long as he doesn't <laughs> miss a week or so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, given, you know, we I, I haven't seen a time frame on Montgomery. Like you said, you would assume a few weeks. Um what would you be bidding on Damien? I know you're bidding. Yeah, on Yeah, right? I mean, I think you got to get a bid on him for sure. And I mean, I'd say keep an eye on the injury, right? If there's a chance that he's limited, maybe you don't bid as much, but you're probably looking at, you know, upwards of 20% of your fab. Like I, I try to be pretty judicious with it, but you know, if you're David Montgomery and owner and, and he has, he's out for a few weeks, then, you know, maybe you want to bid a little more. Um, I mean, it probably doesn't get it done. Someone will probably bid, you know, closer to 30. What do you think? Yeah, it really depends on the situation. You know, if I'm a, a good team, <clears> then yeah, I'd probably drop 20. You know, if I, I don't need him or something like that, or just kind of a hedge. If one of my guys gets hurt this week, probably. But if I'm a, we just finished week four. So if I'm like one in three or on like, 
you know, <laughs> the bad side of two and two, like you're two and two, but you, you might not have looked too good. Um, and you're just trying to buy yourself a win for a week or two, then I'd probably put up a lot more. I'd probably be up in the, maybe even the forties. Um, just cause mm-hmm. it's a starting running back. And if you're in a desperate spot, then so be it. You know, you got to find a way to yeah. win. Fab doesn't do much for you. You know, if you're, not in the playoffs. Yeah, it doesn't, at the end doesn't of the add year. to the win total. Yeah, so nope. Um, I'd probably be looking in that range in that situation. Um, Herbert's the probably the tougher one because he could be the big winner if Damian's missing out on a week, um, mm-hmm. or he could just be worthless. You know, I probably just wouldn't put anything down on him. I mean, if I had a burner spot, a few bucks. Yeah, but probably. I mean, nothing. I I usually like to you know have a couple of claims in like i'll usually cut one or two guys and then throw in a claim for like six or seven dudes and have the top guys that i'm hoping to get with your high bids but then a few guys at the end you know zero dollar one or two dollars on them um so that from worst comes to worst you get outbid on some bigger guys you still get a, an ad and then you're still saving some money that way so that's always a strategy to use as well yeah, that is fair. Um, another guy that is coming about due to injury is uh, Samaje Pirine. Um, I, I think a less clear on the injury standpoint. The initial, yeah. the initial for Mixon, I think, was week to week, but then um, Zach Taylor came out and said day to day. So I don't know if it's like something in between there. Like he might miss a week, and then the second yeah. he's kind of up in the air, or if he's just being optimistic. So that was a little bit of an unclear situation with Pirine, huh? Yeah, it's an ankle sprain, and I don't. I don't know. Did we get word if it's the dreaded high ankle sprain? I or believe it's, it's a low ankle. The, okay. So hopefully it's, you know, not too bad. But given that he's already had an extended time off with the Thursday game, gives him a chance to play. I feel like I could really see them just sitting him here and giving him a full two and a half weeks, uh, especially they're going up against Green Bay. So, I mean, obviously you always want to think you can win and, and you'd probably need him against that team. But maybe you give him, you know, in a, interconference game you know you want to win every game but doesn't you know it's probably the the best games to lose are those cross-conference games because they don't go to your division record they also don't go to your conference record so maybe they want to sit mix and give them an extra week or two i think p ryan you you definitely can start him uh, if if he is the guy um i mean i think he's probably could had some consideration for flex and deeper leagues you know, prior to this, because he has been getting work with Mixon in there. So, I mean, again, until we get really more clarity, it's you're probably not going to know much before waivers um, on Tuesday night. So, I don't know, somewhere in the 15 range. What do you think? Yeah, that's about right. I think for me, um, you're somewhere between probably 10 and 15. I think you get a start out mm-hmm. of it, but how much, how valuable is that start going to be? Like, yeah, we, we know P. Ryan, he's not going to light the world on fire, but. Um, he could be a serviceable flex option. Um, yeah, so, volume. Yeah, exactly. And you know, again, going back to you know what I said before, if you're a two and two team, and you know maybe your flex positions suck, and you're trying to buy a win, maybe I'd go a little bit above fifteen, but it, it, probably around there. I think is right. I think good to use them. And Green Bay's defense hasn't looked great. The run defense hasn't been great, so it's a decent matchup if it is. Um, and, and they like. I think he was using the pass game as well. So Green Bay likely puts up points. He should be valuable if Mixon's out. Yahoo currently has Mixon listed as doubtful. I mean, obviously, we're still a ways away from the weak matchup here. But, um, yeah, I think he's definitely worth the ad. Yeah, and uh, next guy on our list would benefit from an injury. Um, but currently, 
kind of like a 50-50 timeshare, at least last week. Alex Collins yeah, um, had a good week, had the touchdown. Um, I believe him and Chris Carson. Ten were, carries. Yeah, they're pretty even when it comes to, to touches. Um, so very interesting. I mean, it was a one-off week. He didn't do anything the week prior and the, the week prior mm-hmm. to that, not really anything either. So it is a one-off, but it is interesting he split 50-50. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's right, almost right down the middle. Collins had ten carries. Carson had thirteen and a target. I don't know if if Collins saw any targets there. Let's I believe see. he got two. I think. Yeah. So yeah, very close to fifty fifty when it comes to touches and targets. Um, I don't know that I'm bidding much. You, you're banking on an injury there, and, and there may be weeks where here you'll get you know the touchdown, but without the touchdown there, you're looking at you know eight nine points and a half point PPR. So. Hit a couple, he had 34 yards on two catches, you know, 44 yards on 10 carries. So I think he's someone that you know probably should be rostered. Uh, but there is still some muddiness there with the other running backs. You still have DJ Dallas, you still have Rashad Penny, right? They're both, they're both healthy as far as I'm aware, right? Uh, I believe so. If memory serves, if something might happen to yeah. Penny, I don't recall i might be thinking of you know every other year in the past but yeah um yeah there's definitely a lot of guys there but yeah i think he's worth a claim he'd be someone that i'd be you know in that strategy i I elaborated on i would probably have some bigger claims on williams and p ryan and maybe some other receivers we'll talk about um and then have him as like a zero claim or one or two dollar claim as like a fallback option um just kind of cutting one or two, you know one or two guys on the pet pot of my roster that I know I'm going to get rid of anyway. Yeah, that might be a guy that you look out for after bye weeks. You, you snag him to you know cuff yeah. Carson or something like that. Um, it's a good reminder. Bye weeks are coming up. I, I don't know if it's is it this week or six. I that think it it's starts. six that it starts. Coming up though. Yeah, yeah, they are coming. Sadly, uh, Latavius Murray seems to have at least for now taken the Baltimore job. Um, you know, we'll see yeah, healthy scratch for Tyson. Yeah, that that's not good. Um, so, no. you know, I guess we'll see, you know, they activated bell, maybe they're seeing something more out of bell and, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. But for now he is the starter starting guy only rostered about 48% of leagues. Uh, I am assuming you definitely got a lot of interest in Murray there, right? Yeah. I mean, I think he's someone that probably should have been rostered anyway. And it shows with 48% roster ship so far here for yahoo leagues that is um going up against indy it's monday night game you probably won't know definitively if tyson will be playing unless they give you know the coach gives some updates on it but i i think murray's a solid flex option even if williams is in there and if he's not he's you know fire him up uh indy's defense is is you know i think good coming into the year has been okay during the season but Nothing that you would, I think, sit a running back against. Yeah, absolutely. Um, agreed. And then uh, I'll lump the final two together because they're, they're kind of similar situations. But you have Gainwell, got another touchdown this week. That's what boosted him up. And McKissick, I believe, is really in, kind of in you – know, we all saw the last play. Um, yeah. You know, that, that definitely boosted him up for fantasy as well. So similar kind of players where you get that touchdown. It's going to be a pretty good day. If not, might be on the lower end. McKissick probably has a higher floor. Um, but do you have interest, you know, does one of them pop out the other, not so much. They about the same to you. What do you think? Yeah, pretty similar. I think Gainwell probably has more upside long-term, you know, if there's an injury or something ahead of him, um, it seems like the team wants to use him, right? They're starting him ahead of Boston Scott, who I think most people here in Philly anticipated would be the number two. He hasn't 
done much when it comes to seeing the field because Gainwell has impressed in practice and he's played well during the games as well. So good to see him playing there. He's probably someone that you, I don't know that you can even flex. Maybe if you really need it, maybe in deeper leagues, but um, there's just so much to go around. Whereas McKissick, I think is definitely someone that you could flex at this point. I saw a play of him just laying somebody out on a block as well. So I think he really just has the trust of the coaching staff and that's why even if Gibson is a better player overall, McKissick's going to see touches. He's going to be on the field because they like just what he can do all around. Um, so he's someone I think that needs to be rostered. And I, I mean, at this point, I mean, I guess that touchdown maybe gives him a little boost, but I don't know that you have to spend a ton to pick him up. 40% rostered. So people will probably pick him up mostly because of that touchdown, which kind of stinks because right if it wasn't for that he doesn't have a great game so i'm not i'm probably not spending much on him what about you yeah it's probably about the same um i, I think it's one of those situations where you need to know your league like do you have people <clears> that <throat> react to big plays like that and it'll go out and and try to add somebody or pay big for somebody that had that big play in which case you got to decide if you want to pay up or not um but if you're in a league where uh you know, they're probably a little bit more savvy and they're not looking at just single plays like that to make decisions, then yeah, you'd probably be fine just to make your kind of couple buck, you know, 10% at most kind of a, a bid and you'd probably be fine. Um, so yeah, you got to know your league a little bit on this one, I think. Yeah. So that wraps up running backs here. Uh, we'll look over to wide receivers and with uh, the DJ Chark injury, one that popped out to me here under 60% ownership, which is what we typically try to use for who we're going to pick up is Lavisca Chenault, 58% rostered and got Tennessee this week. Seems like, I mean, Marvin seems like he's the the one, but Chenault has been getting a lot of targets around the line of scrimmage, shorter targets that he kind of takes and, and goes, and maybe he picks up some more targets from Chark. What do, what do you think about Lavisca? Yeah, he's uh, definitely a, a, a guy that's got to be rostered out there, right? Um, mm-hmm. 60%, I think it's 58%, is far too low, especially at this point. I mean, you could justify it before, but now, um, you know, it's got to be higher. He's got more upside than Marvin. Marvin's got a lot of upside to him, but should not be in the younger guy, you know, could really put it together, figure things out, and, you know, take that leap. It's a team that's going to be uh, behind in plenty of games this year, so you're going to be seeing a lot of positive game scripts. Um now, what would I bid on him? That's the, the tougher question because he's yeah. a wide receiver, right? And it's like, well, yeah. I don't want to put up a lot. Um, I, 10%, you know, I'd probably yeah. have to go up to like 12 to, to make it work, but um, probably something in that range if I if I needed a, a, a wide receiver. If I don't, I'm probably not bidding him at all, but um, something in that range. What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking around that 10 to 12 range um, just because – you, I mean, you're probably going to be playing matchups with him. Ideally, he's like a flex play depth receiver, so you don't want to spend too much for that. Um, if you need something more, I think he's got a pretty solid, you know, kind of floor just because he's getting a lot of his passes close to the lunch scrimmage. So any type of PPR, you're going to get a guy that has a lot of targets. He's seven targets for six catches. He had a carry, so he's going to get some work just on the ground as well. Um, but I don't, you know, like we said, we don't really like to spend up on on receivers. So uh, I think somewhere in that 10 range makes sense. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, next on our list, uh, finally making a sighting there, Kadarius Tony. 
had himself a pretty good game. He looked good. Um, he is a, a beneficiary of injuries to Shepard and to Slayton. Mm-hmm. Um, only rostered in 3% of leagues. Um, but if those injuries persist and, you know, Shepard's got a pretty long injury history and, you know, Slayton hadn't been doing a lot anyway, I believe. So, um, he, he could be interesting long-term, uh, you know, again, he's a rookie, yeah. so there's probably some growing pains there, but what are you thinking about for, uh, Tony? Yeah, I'm probably not spending much just because of the, the downside that the other guys get healthy and he's more of just a depth piece for that team, let alone your fantasy roster. But one carry, six catches, nine targets. I mean, even with Galladay in the lineup, Evan Ingram, I believe, was playing. He still saw some work, so it's good. It's good to see. Um, Saquon looks to be pretty much back from a talent standpoint, so that could, you know, take away some of the shorter passes that I think you'd be really liking to see with Kadarius Tony. So I'm probably not spending up, but he'd be someone I would throw a you know one or two dollar bid kind of at the back of my list or lineup of ads. Yeah, that's the same for me. Um, you know, if you're in a deeper league, he's a good shot to take on. Um, and he might, you know, he might establish himself as that kind of boom bust guy that, you know, depending on your team might be kind of good to have. You know, if you're if you're a team that's not putting up a ton of points, um, that could be helpful, you know, when you come up against one of the one of the more uh, top tier teams in your league, if you want to stand a shot, mm-hmm. you take a boom shot on somebody. So he might stand to to be useful in that regard but yeah i mean if i did and a burner spot maybe a few bucks and just see you know maybe next next week it continues and then it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know shepherd and slayton come back and but the rapport has been established and, and tony's ascending so maybe a few bucks have had a spot but i'm not super interested in him yeah agreed um the next two guys i think i'd be a little more interested in we, we saw him uh this week jameson crowder came back 20 percent owned going up against atlanta and then AJ Green had a big game, 24% owned versus San Francisco. A couple of veterans, uh, maybe not the top targets on their teams, but guys that uh, produced here this week. Any interest in either of them? Yeah, um, I do. You know, I like Crowder. You know, we, we've always liked Crowder, right? He's got a good floor. He's going to be Zach Wilson's best friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, he had a good week. It was his first week back, so that that's good to see. Now, the, you know, by, I, I want to be hesitant because – that the Jets as a whole were pretty good. Zach Wilson was pretty good, mm. and that's not something we've we've seen. So I'm picking him up. I'm not exactly just plugging him right into the lineup. I I do want to wait and see, because um, Zach Wilson go back to what we saw the you know the weeks prior, and then maybe Crowder. He gives you that floor of like five catches and nothing else. So um, I, I do like him though. Um, AJ Green. That's three weeks in a row. He had a big game this week, yeah. but you know, from a fantasy perspective, he was good the, the prior two weeks as well. I think over a hundred yards last week and they had a touchdown the week before that. So yeah, he's looking pretty good. Um, this is a high powered offense that you want pieces of, right? Um, you know, despite three weeks in a row of being fantasy, not just relevant, but good for fantasy, he does worry me because the offense just seems like, you know, it could be green this week, Kirk the next or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to put him in your lineup again burned, but uh, he's got to be rostered, you know, only 24%. That's shocking for how good he's been so far. So, um, you know, if forced to make a decision, I'd probably take AJ Green because of the offense he's on. Um but yeah, higher upside. Yeah. Crowder, you know, the, the tough part is you probably should have picked up Crowder last week. Um, yeah. Both of them are probably going to cost a lot after the week that you just put up. So, you know, probably end up paying 15% for each of them. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah. And I probably 
you know, would look elsewhere at the receiver position, you know, hope to grab the Crowder a week early with somebody else, you know, on, on the way back. So I'm probably not looking at um, either if, if, I mean, Alto bids, you know, 10 or less probably, but, uh, you know, you're going to have someone that sees that production and wants to hop in on it. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Um, we saw Randall Cobb emerge. We got MVS now that is hurt. Um, so Randall Cobb had himself a good day. Are you interested there? Um, I'll throw a couple bucks, but I I think it's more than likely most weeks going to be Devonte Adams, probably Aaron Jones, number two, and then you have Tunyon and and uh, Cobb competing. So Cobb will have a few good weeks here, but it's going to be tough to I feel like consistently rely on. Yep, I'm in the same boat. Um, I, I think we can lump Van Jefferson into that same boat as well. We got him in here, only uh, rostered in 5% of leagues, but he's got to be the same kind of player, right? Yeah, it's weird, because I know you and I are both fans of, um, of Robert Woods, but it seems almost like he's starting to step in and, and kind of take that role. I mean, he had another week, six targets, six catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. He's been consistently getting you know six six targets the last two weeks so it seems like they want to integrate him more and more in the offense yeah agreed so that's another one and then finally guy we got here is uh donald mooney had himself a good game um much to the chagrin of our alan robinson owners but uh he's a, a must own you would assume yeah at this point i mean he i mean i think he'll probably be better when, when we not like let get andy dalton back soon you, you had a week where he had a great week with Justin Fields in there, but there'll be another week where Fields will be all in on Allen Robinson, and I think that's really where more of the panic is with Robinson. But I think it's coming. Um, you know, It's going to be back and forth between the two of them, so I think it's tough to trust either of them while Fields is the quarterback here as a rookie. Yeah, that is fair. So moving on to the uh, tight end position here. Uh, we got a slew of your normal uh, boom bust kind of candidates here. Will you mentioned uh, Uzama had himself had himself yeah, a big game, two percent roster, best tight end in the league, right? Yes, absolutely. Are you uh, are you looking to pick him up or no? Probably not. I think you're definitely chasing points there. I think there's a good chance that's his career game. Um, he easily could you know come up and have a couple good games, but I don't think you're getting that again. I'd be more interested in, in a Dawson Knox, especially this week against Kansas City. Should be some points scored there, we would think. Um, or even like a, a Jared Cook. Yeah, it, you know, the tight ends, you're looking for the touchdown, right? And when you're doing that, you want to look at the the better offenses. You know, Knox and Buffalo, mm-hmm. Cook with uh, the Chargers, uh, Max William with with Arizona, another good game. Yeah. So that's kind He's of only what you're doing. So he could be a guy if you really need a shot at, at tight end. They Seem to really have been working him in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't know about you. I'm not paying probably more than like five bucks for any of these guys. No, uh, unless they're all rostered in your league for some brilliant reason. And like Max Williams is the only one. Then maybe some more. But yeah, you're in a you're in a three tight end league. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, five bucks or so you could get you that probably less. Um, quarterbacks streamers here. Will got four for you. Tell me who you like. We got Matt Ryan. He is against the Jets. We have Sam Darnold against Philly, Trevor Lawrence against Tennessee, and Zach Wilson at Atlanta. That's what's interesting. I probably lean Darnold of them um, at home. Teams looked good. Their defenses looked really good. So I'm interested to see how the Eagles' offense holds up there. But it could be another rough game like we saw with the Eagles in Dallas. 
And if, if that's the case, Darnold could have the ball a lot. They could dominate time of possession there. So that one I like. Um, I'd like kind of, I'm actually interested in both Matt Ryan and Zach Wilson. If you really need a deep streamer, you're probably hoping this is more of a, your super flex option, but Zach Wilson looked, showed some flashes and he's got a going up against a very, very bad Atlanta defense. Whereas Matt Ryan finally had a good game and, uh, Got a decently tough matchup, but I think the Jets' defense hasn't been great, but they haven't been horrible. We've seen some flashes, and I just like Robert Sala. So I think both of them could be decent streaming options. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take Darnold of the of the group. Uh, crazy to say. Um, but Matt Ryan is close. You know, he had a big game. Hopefully that's, you know, him you know, figuring out the offense or the whole offense figuring things out, and you could replicate that against the Jets. Um, but... You know, I don't see a reason to roll the dice on that when Darnold's look so good, you know? Absolutely. Um, so that will bring us here to our defense and defensive streaming options. And a couple of defenses, or one specifically that I didn't think I'd see on here, but a lot of people have been jumping ship as uh, the Patriots, under 60% owned here at 59. They do have a juicy matchup against Houston coming up here. So. That one, what do you think there? Is that a team you'd be willing to spend a couple bucks on, Fab, for defense? Yeah, that's a um, that's a long-term defense hole. This isn't just a streamer. Yeah. Um, we saw them, you know, they looked pretty good against Tom Brady in Tampa. I mean, you could say there's some emotions that were happening on Sunday night, but, I mean, Bill Belichick schemed it up, and, and he held Tampa to what night? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... That that's pretty solid. Um, their, their schedule. The Patriots are my defense in our league, so I'm I'm kind of familiar with them. Um, but their schedule's not bad. I mean, obviously they play the Jets. Um, they got uh Atlanta's in there, Tennessee, who we're kind of including because they haven't looked that great. Um, you know, Atlanta's there. You do got your Buffalo matchups, so that's that's going to be an issue. Um, so it's not like they have the, the world's best um option, but yeah, I would drop. Pref- I hate dropping more than like 10% on a, a defense, but uh, you know, Pages defense is pretty good. So probably around 10% because it does solve your problem for the rest of the year. Yeah. I'd be right around that as well. I mean, and that's a defense that I would like to hold on to, especially if, you know, you'd have a, a week against Buffalo. I'd like to hold on to them and take a depth hit for the week. Uh, and then, you know, pick up a defense and then you have an auto drop for the next week. Um, so that's definitely a defense that if you can get them, that's a team you want to hold on to. Now, uh, just for for giggles, because again, they are pretty highly owned. Will we got the Vikings versus Detroit, Raiders versus the Bears, Panthers versus Philly, and Packers at Cincinnati. Who would you like out of that group? Yeah, I probably lean Vikings against Detroit, and and possibly the Panthers against the Eagles. As an Eagles fan, it's tough to say, but the offense has been pretty inconsistent, uh, and and that Panthers defense looks very good. I keep every every time I see their defense playing well, I keep remembering. Not this year, but the year before, every single draft pick they made was on defense, and I think they did a, a you know invest some more this year, some free agents. They've really put a lot in that defense, and that could be a very good defense going forward. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm going with the Panthers. I, I do glance at the Raiders. Um, Vikings are mm-hmm. a solid option as well, but yeah, I like the Panthers as well. Yeah. Cool. And that is going to take care of the waiver show. Everyone, tune in on Thursday for another episode of Start Sit. Until then. Trust your board.